Welcome to Crypto Sapiens, a show that hosts lively discussions with innovative Web3 builders to help you learn about decentralized money systems, including Ethereum, Bitcoin, and DeFi. The podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only, and it is not financial advice. Crypto Sapiens is presented in partnership with Bankless DAO, a movement for pioneers seeking freedom from the limitations of the traditional financial system. Bankless DAO will help the world go bankless by creating user-friendly on-ramps for people to discover decentralized financial technologies through education, media, and culture. Hello, everyone. We are back. And today we have a very special episode for you. Our team traveled to ETH Denver and recorded a few conversations with projects in attendance. We had a very ambitious goal, to visit as many of the booths as we could. But as you may have realized if you were also in attendance, that was near impossible. Not simply because of the sheer number of participants, but also because of the energy around these booths. There were hundreds of people around them, from the first floor to the third. We hope the conversations that we were able to get for you give you a taste of the incredible diversity of projects and the enthusiasm around the event. So without further ado, let's get started. We are here with Hopi with Hopi Land. And yeah, let's get an intro to you. Like, what are you doing? What are you building? Why are you here? Um, so actually, I guess to kind of rewind about four years ago, uh, the co-founders got some sneakers ordered from me. Um, I wasn't actually part of the event, but they reached out to one of my associates and they got about 60 pairs made for all the associates. Uh, turned out that everyone got kind of jealous and everyone at the event said, hey, where's my pair? So that kind of spawned uh, a new idea. They said, let's go ahead and um, give everyone the ability to have these custom sneakers. So it's still uh, Ethereum themed, uh, Ethereum Denver 20, um, 2022. So that's what I'm gonna do here. But um, uh, for the last four years, I've been here, coming here, doing the customs. It's always gonna be like a limited run. So this year I have 25, uh, 25 pairs. It's gonna be maybe 15 and 12, uh, depending on the variation, but men's and women's, so it's a mix. Um, we'll do those 25 pairs. We're gonna keep that Ethereum theme on all the sneakers, so they're all gonna have the same theme. Uh, this is a perfect example. I just finished these up. So basically, we're using the theme of like what you see on all the banners, what you see on the stage, emails. Um, so we're using that same theme on all the sneakers. Um, so that way they all tie into each other. Now, I, I tell people if they want to take these home after they purchase them and turn them into an NFT, I'll authenticate them uh, to kind of give them more value. Um, but they are limited. So anyone who's come to this event uh, is the only one that has access. So I'm not actually um, available to the public anymore. Uh, uh, Ethereum Denver has exclusivity for me today. Um, so yeah, after today, um, it's kind of one of those things where unfortunately, if you didn't get one, um, that's it. Um, but it's a really good idea because it makes people kind of hurry up and crowd the area. Uh, like grand opening day, you know, everyone ran over to the booth. They're like, I didn't get my pre-orders. I got to get my sneakers. So um, I think it's going to be good. It's going to turn into something bigger. Um, I think they were talking about their roadmap uh, for the Spork. They're going to uh, Spork Dow. They're going to um, have a, a, what's that called? An incentive, a buy-in that gives you the ability to get a pair of uh, custom sneakers. So I think that's going to be implemented maybe in the next year or so. Um, 
But yeah, I think it's just going to keep growing and it's just going to have a, a healthy, organic growth um, because it's still community-based. So yeah, everyone will kind of have input. So one of the cool things about, you know, East Denver and just generally about this space is that custom stuff really like connects with people. It's the whole PFP mentality. Like, can I find something that looks like me, feels like me, right? That's got a good vibe. Your work kind of fits that. So it's pretty perfect. So what's the experience like with the people that have come so far and just generally with the event for you? Um, I'd say the main thing is that community. Um, I've been noticing that repeatedly. Everyone says this is a community. This is a place where you'll share information, you'll get help. Um, it's like, I, I say, um, if you think of King Supers, uh, you know, any grocery store, they say, hey, come sign up, you'll be part of this group. You just have a card that you scan and you get like 10% off, right? Uh, the idea here, everyone that builds anything, they want everyone to have a hands-on on the decisions and the ideas and the creativity and what can help everybody. So with the customs, I, I feel like that connection is the same feeling that I want to help someone, like you said, get something they're looking for, you know, cater to their needs a little bit more, more than just, hey, I have a product and if you want it or if not, um, you know, customizing it, give people the uh, uh, ability to add their logo, add their NFT um, is kind of like the metaverse, you know, um, you don't get a say so if Olive Garden changes their recipe. You don't, you just have to go there and still pay for it. But with the metaverse, anything that's being created, it seems like, it's like, hey, I'm not about to do this myself. I want everyone to have an idea or a say-so. Maybe not um, as far as like a CEO, you know, a say-so, but a community say-so where everyone like raises their hand, so to speak, digitally and says what they need to say. And you get to say what you need to say rather than, Hey, um, hey, Sprint, I have an idea, and it goes to an email, and you don't know who's reading it, you don't know if they're connected to you. Um, so I think that's really important, is the connection. Uh, customs bring people together, it brings me and the, the client together, because I pick their brain, I say, what's your favorite colors? What do you not like? Uh, how big do you want the logo? Do you want your name on there? Do you want your NFT? You know, there's places don't do that. You know, you don't order from Nike and they don't say, what do you want? <laughs> we have all these materials. How do you want to do it? They, again, they're the ones that are dictating how you shop and how you're living your life. And I believe this community wants to dictate that moving forward, not just with uh, banking. You know, it start, crypto started with banking. Everyone's like, yeah, down with the banking. But now it's turned into something else where no one's... Yeah, no one's even mentioned in the banks. I barely hear it now. Now people are saying, let's solve a problem, let's connect, you know? And that's what customs are. I'm solving a problem. Someone's saying, I've always wanted a red swoosh on a, Nike, a pair of Nikes, but they won't make it. Let's solve that problem and let's connect, you know? So I think that's really important is like you said, the connectivity and staying as a community, you know? Not just like purchasing and going out the door, you know? Exactly. So. For anyone that wants to like follow your work, connect with you after East Denver, just to chat, to see maybe any of the other stuff that you're working on, where can they find you? Uh, so oh, right now I'm just on Instagram. I did get a Twitter. Um, I'm on Instagram, official Hopi Land, H-O-P-I Land. Um, I have Twitter, Hopi 3D, uh, like the glasses. Um, 
I have Discord, but a little little slow on it. I'm still learning it. Um, so I'm getting on the platforms. Um, if anyone wants to contact me, they can kind of use those right now. I'm I'm kind of staying low, uh, laying low right now, only because I want to go into the metaverse completely ready. You know, I um, I gave a perfect example. If you remember the movie Gladiator, he gets captured. He's a great guy. He's he's you know he's like a. Um, He's a general. He, he, you know, he has a, a community that people look up to him. He gets captured. He has to humble that idea. He can't go around saying, you can't lock me up. I, I'm this person. He goes into that world, into that arena, humbled, and he proves himself. So that's what I want to do with the metaverse. You know, people are like, can I see the other work? I said, no, let me just strip down naked and go into the metaverse with a brand new idea and a brand new kind of feel because I feel like that's what I should do, you know. I feel like I should kind of revitalize myself and uh, have a 3.0 of myself, you know. Um, so that's that's kind of my objective: is to get some uh, land, uh, some uh, land in maybe sandbox or um, some type of uh, meta universe. Take that land, get a retail space, and provide uh, voxel files or assets. Yeah, man. You are awesome. Obviously, we've talked already. You'll be hearing from me. I love the work, man. We'll see you around, man, for sure. All right, cool. Now we're here at the Meta Factory booth. I mean, I think anyone who's anyone in Web3 knows or should know what is Meta Factory because y'all are killing it in the fashion space, right? So give, a, give everyone else an introduction to what is Meta Factory about your booth and kind of the vibe you've been feeling so far. Sure, yeah. Um, Easiest foot. We're a DAO research collective uh, disguised as an e-commerce marketplace. A um, little more specifically, we're a decentralized brand, uh, community owned and operated. Um, we have a really cool mechanism for everybody who purchases items, receive robot, which is our governance token. It's how we reward all our contributors, our designers, our ops people. And that's how we kind of have created this new idea that the brand is more than me as a consumer and, you know, the brand as the producer, but we're all together, like moving this this, this needle and, and creating something new. So yeah, we're really focused on future work, DAO, collaboration, vibes, and been educating people about what we're doing here and this really cool intersection of physical digital and how creating these tangible experiences of something as cool as I really like this hoodie, which leads you down this rabbit hole of now I'm in a DAO and I'm participating in governance and I own a piece of this brand and I'm helping to create it. And I got this NFT wearable and it's digital worlds. And so um, it's a really cool onboarding uh, tool and, and mechanism. And yeah, we've been enjoying it. We're on the, the back of the bottom floor and getting to see everybody and like getting to see like the experience and the energy. And it's been an exciting, super exciting uh, um, conference so far. So That's awesome. So tell me a little bit about the stuff you have, because one thing that's catching my eye is that blue sweater. Right. Like the design stuff, like where does that inspiration come from and like how does that get through to where it ends up at a shop like this? Right. Um, all the designs come from the community directly. So we partner a lot with uh, popular protocols, communities, brands, Sushi, Gitcoin, Apesthetics, um, Bankless. But a lot of our uh, DAO members come from legacy fashion world and they bring in their own designs, their own cuts. We're incorporating some new stuff, zero waste design, kinetic design theory. So new garment patterns as well as designs like in terms of the, the prints themselves. Um, so yeah, the, we have an anti-meta meta factory, which is in that Facebook blue, you know, so trying to, trying to 
double down and emphasize that, that what we're building in this open metaverse is for all of us. It's meant to be an open creator economy, an open creator platform. So hopefully we can get away from these individual walled garden metaverses and trying to actually like bring the true vision. And so we're trying to help lead that that narrative to some extent. And we're using physical merch to, to kind of activate and, and celebrate what we're doing here. So. so if you had one takeaway to talk about East Denver so far, I know we're like on the second to last day before closing. What's your takeaway? If you're not involved and you're not, if you hadn't had an opportunity, especially to, to come to one of these IRL events, conference, you really need to. The energy is different. Being able to talk with people, vibe with people, brainstorm with people, push push the needle, see what others are doing. It's been it's been very missed in the last two years in, in the shadow of COVID and everything. And so I think it's been especially exciting, this event be, being one of the biggest, longest running, especially um, to see everybody, see old friends, see new faces. And so if nothing else, I would just say get involved. That's that's the number one thing. Cool, man. So where can we follow Metafactory? How can we connect with y'all? Sure, yeah. Uh, Metafactory.ai. That's our, our kind of main shop. Metafactory.ai is a shop. At the Metafactory on Twitter is definitely one of the best places. And then join us in Discord if you want to get involved. Cool, man. Thanks so much. Cheers. Can you give us an introduction? What is DeFi Saver? Absolutely. We at DeFi Saver aim to be like an all-in-one management dashboard for lending protocols on Ethereum. For example, if you heard of MakerDAO, Aave, Liquidy, stuff like that, we try to provide like a convenient but also powerful like access to all these protocols through one powerful like UI. On top of that, we provide automated options such as li automated liquidation protection. If you if you want to go on vacation and just leave your positions open, you can do that using DeFi Server. You turn that on, it monitors your position, it keeps you above the water, keeps you safe. Um, we've stopped by here at Denver like to, to check out the vibe, like hear what people think, where, what everyone's doing around here. And yeah, just here to meet everyone and see what everyone's doing. That's cool. So what is one of the things about DeFi that's really exciting to you as it's been evolving over time? To me personally, it's just, uh, the, the equal access that it gives to everyone participating in the EFI and in general like access at all like there, there's no there's no censorship in DeFi and I just love that yeah cool. so East Denver you know it's been pretty busy what's your experience so far um it's been an extremely intensive experience like I'm overwhelmed my voice is giving up on me and I can't stand anymore so yeah it's been amazing so where can we learn more about DeFi Saver how can we connect with you all you can go to DeFiSaver.com Check that out. We've been live since 2019, kind of DeFi boomers at this point. Um, you can go to the DeFi Savior app, turn on simulation mode. It gives you 118 credits. You can use that to play around the app and just try things out. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much for your time, man. Thanks you for stopping by, guys. Cool. And now we're here with Reese Coordinate. You know, y'all are doing some cool stuff. Are you doing anything here at East Denver this week? We didn't do anything like officially, but we're here kind of uh, coordinating and hanging out with everybody, kind of getting to know what our DAO users want to know. Um, like, what do they want to see out of Coordinate? How can we build to suit them? Um, one thing we did ahead of this, we had a like in-person event for our team. So we had a retreat. Um, first time most of us had actually met in person. And so, uh, we're really amped to kind of see that speed up our kind of progress now that we've got that uh, feel for each other, kind of know how where everybody's coming from. We're really excited to 
uh, for what's coming next with Coordinate. Yeah, so I mean, what is Coordinate? Like, I know what Coordinate is, but what is Coordinate? Why are DAOs even using it? So DAOs are using Coordinate because nobody joins a DAO to figure out how to pay people. Like, that's not something that people are super excited about, even in real life. Like, <clears throat> and so Coordinate gives DAOs the opportunity to let their contributors decide how to distribute their compensation. Um, and more than compensation, it also gives them a chance to like improve the vibe of their whole DAO, like improve the culture of their DAO. Because with Coordinate, you're not just paying your contributors, you're also like leaving notes for the people who are contributing to your DAO. So if Humpty does a baller podcast, you can say, Humpty, I loved the podcast. I love the way you did it. I loved how steady your camera girl was. Like all kinds of, like you can put the notes in there and you can say like it improves the culture of the DAO because now it's not just about, oh, well, I've got to work so that I can get paid. It's I've got to work because like the team around me is enjoying the work that I'm doing. They're enjoying the gift that I'm giving of my work and now I get to like give to them and it's like it really improves the 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 culture of the DAO. We're we're really excited about that. So what are some of the things since you've been here, you're hearing DAOs what they want, what are some of the things that you've been hearing that might affect like coordinate in the future in terms of like how you adapt to those needs from the community? Yeah, so we talked to Travis from Raid Guild last night. And one of the things that we'd kind of talked about in our retreat beforehand, he, he really like pounded home how important it is for us to have strategies. So uh, not every DAO is, is the same. Not every DAO is going to like want to pay people just with a fixed amount of give. We're going to be building out strategies that are going to let DAOs decide like, okay, if you have so many tokens and you're going to get so many give, or if you've been to so many community calls, you're going to get so many give, or if whatever you want to do, we're going to try to build it so that people can come in and be like, these are the these are the levers that we want to be able to pull so that people can like automatically um, adjust that give. And so not sure when those are coming out, but we're definitely like we've started the pr thought process and started the design process for making that happen. Cool. I mean, one of the one of the coolest things for anyone that uses uh, coordinate and at least for me personally, one of the things that I truly enjoy is a social graph. Like you see these connections with people, right? Like, so is there like a thought of like, yo, these social graphs are really deep. It goes beyond like social media and networking, right? It's real connection between real people. Like what's, what's like the, like if, if everything went well, how would that social graph potentially could be used maybe with Coordinate, maybe partnering with another project? How would that look like? Yeah, so we have a, a hope to be really composable. So we want to be able to build our stuff out so that people can come in, come in and plug in and say, oh, well, this person is in this circle and like, oh man, Vantig gifted that guy. He's gotta be a baller dev. Like, so we want your reputation of the give that you receive in Coordinate to be able to be ported across to wherever, you, what other, other activities in DeFi that you're wanting to do. If that's some kind of reputation thing or if that's some kind of like NFT POAP kind of thing, like, we're wanting to be able to uh, be a composable layer of, of DeFi. We're definitely excited to be working with people. We've got some integrations coming with uh, a couple of cool projects that I don't think I can talk about yet. Um, but we're really excited to be like be at a place where people can build on top of us, and so that what we're what we're kind of bringing in, people can come in and, and use and build with. Yeah, man. I mean, the Coordinate ecosystem is rich. The people that are working on it are just like such amazing people, good hearts like yourself, Trake. I mean, I love you guys. So I'm just happy to be a part of the journey, having used Coordinate, just connecting with y'all. Thank you so much, man. So if anybody wants to like learn more about Coordinate, where can we follow? Where can we get some updates? So we're on Twitter at Coordinate. Um, our Discord is really kind of the place. If you've got any questions, like 
if you want to build on us or with us, like hop into our devs channel. Um, and hopefully that will be a link in your podcast or show notes, something. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Hop into our discord, hop into our, follow us on Twitter. Like those would be the places to be if you wanted to know what's going on. The Twitter is at coordinate. That's easy. All right, man. Thank you. Give us an introduction to yourself, the project, you know, what is Tableland? And what are you doing at Sure, yeah, so I'm Alan Munsey. I'm a developer with Tableland. Uh, so Tableland is a, we're, we're building Web3 native relational databases or relational tables uh, that are queryable with SQL, which will allow you to um, basically store any sort of data you want. Uh, obviously, it's great for NFT data, game data. Uh, one of the advantages is that it's it's going to be a lot cheaper than on-chain storage. Um, it's also going to be more composable, um, and it's also I think because we're using SQL, it'll it will allow people from you know web the web two space to jump into the web three space uh, pretty m much more easily than if they had to learn Solidity um, to create composable data. So, what are some of the things you're seeing here in terms of people coming up, questions they're asking? you know, learning on the fly, as you know, many people do here in December. Sure, yeah, one thing I've seen is uh, like, it kind of like clicks in people's eyes. They're like, you know, I could really use SQL, like, because we've got so many people who have come up and uh, they know SQL and so they're, they're happy about it. And a lot of them are just curious about like, how it works, where we're at, how they can use it in their projects. Um, and so it's, you know, it's really exciting to see that people get it. Um, so I'd say that the, the reaction has been pretty good so far. Yeah, you're talking about languages or programs like SQL, which are familiar to people in Web 2. I mean, my background is in IT. I use SQL. I was never that great, but I understand it. One of the things that we enjoy chatting with our audience and with the people that we bring onto the stage with Crypto Sapiens is, you know, how we, can we make it easier for that transition between Web 2 to Web 3, right? Because we're talking about the next billion users, but, you know, obviously there's people with different uh, levels of education, understanding of technology. If we can create rails that allow them to more easily jump into Web3, why not, right? Right, absolutely. And that's kind of, a, so uh, the, the organization that's building uh, Tableland uh, has built peer-to-peer -peer databases before, uh, and they, they, they weren't as accessible because they, you know, it, they did have to learn something that was a little bit new to them that was, you know, you had to be more familiar with a lot of the, the new concepts. For this one, you really just have to know SQL. Um, and that's that's what's so exciting about it. Cool, so where can people go and learn more about Tableland? Where can they connect? Where can they chat with y'all? Sure, yeah, so you can go to tableland.xyz. Our, um, our Discord is on there. Our docs are on there if you're curious. Uh, and we're always glad to, you know, if you hop on Discord, we're always just glad to answer questions. Cool, thanks so much, man. Yeah, thank you. Hi, my name is Vince Major. I'm the head of marketing here at MyEtherWallet, also known as Mew. We are a non-custodial wallet. We're the oldest wallet in the Ethereum space. We launched week one or two of uh, Ethereum's life, depending on who you ask. Um, and we're having a phenomenal time here at Denver, meeting a lot of OG users uh, who use MyEtherWallet as their first wallet. But then we're also meeting a lot of really new and interesting people that are new to the space, intrigued, and looking for a wallet like us that's super user-friendly. So what are some of the things that people could do with the uh, Mew Wallet today? Oh man, people are using my Ether Wallet, Mew Wallet to do all sorts of stuff. They can swap, they can stake, they can send and receive, they can manage their NFTs. Uh, we've got a lot of other cool stuff coming out this year as well. 
So what are some of the challenges that you see maybe into the future currently with the way that wallets uh, are being used? And what are, I guess, instead of just challenges, what are some of those opportunities for continuing to build out the product? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, the, the biggest challenge we see, uh, you know, for the future of wallets is the fragmentation, right? There are a lot of chains out there and it's hard to have one wallet here, one wallet there, one wallet here, one over there. Um, so I, I definitely think there's a huge opportunity uh, that we're looking towards of uh, really kind of unifying that. Cool. So what are your takeaways so far, you know, at this event? I, we're about the second day uh, before it ends, uh, ends. What's your experience with the people that are coming up to talk to you and or the event overall? I mean, it's been a phenomenal event. A lot of people did not pack well for Denver. So our, uh, our hoodies and sweatshirts were the first thing to go, as well as our beanies. Um, but it's a great crowd here. It's a great energy, particularly after, you know, taking years off from just doing a remote. It's nice to be able to interact with old users, new users, and put faces to names that you hear in Telegram channels. Cool, so if people want to go and learn more about Mew, if they want to connect with your community, how do they do all that? Yeah, so you can uh, find us online at myetherwallet.com. You can find Mew Wallet on iOS and Android. That's just M-E-W, Wallet. Um, and you can also always follow us on Twitter, at myetherwallet. We're verified, so you know we're not shillsters. Love it, man. Thank you for your time. Perfect. Awesome. So thanks for uh, thanks for uh, interviewing us. Uh, my name is Harish. I look after developer relations at Covalent, and we're basically a unified API data provider where we can provide you data across 28 supported blockchains through just a standard uh, developer-friendly uh, interface. Okay, cool. So what are some of the ways that people can use Covalent today? So you go to the website, you get a free API key. With that key, you get access to all our different endpoints. So if you're looking to grab uh, balance data, if you're looking to grab transactions, decoded log events, NFT data, uh, if you're looking to get anything for building a DEX or a, dash, uh, or a DAO analytics dashboard, all of that data is available through an API and we've designed it to be super friendly for developers. So all you're doing is changing one parameter and you're able to pull that same data across 28 supported blockchains. Well, that's cool. So when people are coming to your booth, what are some of the like biggest questions, maybe even some of the challenges that you're like, oh, you know, we hadn't thought about that. We're going to go and tinker and we're going to get some work done. Yeah. So the first question we get, we get asked is how much does it cost? And it's free for developers to use. So that's the, the, probably the most common question we get. They ask us, you know, what can you use it for? So we've seen people use it for NFT marketplaces. We've seen it, them use it for gaming, for GameFi, to be able to pull in NFT uh, information into their, their, their gaming environments. Uh, people use us to build wallets. They use us to, to build uh, analytic dashboards for all sorts of interesting use cases. So uh, we're very sort of flexible in terms of what you can do with on-chain data. We want to promote and support developers building whatever their imagination allows them to build with our API. That's cool. So what are some of the things that you're learning here that you feel are inspirational for the way that Covalent is going to continue to evolve in the future? I think what's been incredible, especially after two years of lockdown and coming to the, like, the first Web3 event is just A, how many interesting and exciting projects are in this space? Like it's kind of exploded. And so for us, you know, we look at all these projects and we see opportunities to work with every one of them as a, a key data provider for them. So all the conversations we've had you know, people A, finding out who we are, and B, learning what they can do with the, with the data gets me very fired up, but also gets them really excited to be working with us. So, walking away from here, I know you already mentioned some of your takeaways, but like if there was one key takeaway that you're like, I'm walking away with, this is what I'm going home with, and I'm excited about this, what is that? Uh, Web3 is where the future's at. And if you're not 
already looking at the space and thinking how to get involved, now is the time because there's so much exciting ha things happening. We've had people from like Amazon and Microsoft and all these other traditional Web2 companies saying, I need to get into this space, show me how. And we're excited to be you know, part of that onboarding process for them as they get introduced to Web3. So this is where the future's at. And whether people like it or not, it's going to be where we go uh, for, for the foreseeable future. So we're really excited to be part of that future. That's wonderful. So where can people go and learn more about the product and then connect with you, maybe even within your community? Yeah. So if you go to CorellianHQ.com, it uh, gets you all the information both about our existing uh, API, but also we've got a, a network launch coming up soon. So they can find out more information about that, how to get involved. Uh, and be part of the uh, decentralized protocol, basically fueling the growth of Web3 through an open data platform. That's wonderful. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. We're at the Graph booth now. Give us an introduction to yourself, the project. What is the Graph? How's it going? My name is Brian. I support marketing at EdgeNode, working on the Graph. Uh, quick overview for the Graph. The Graph is an indexing and querying protocol. Uh, makes accessing blockchain data super easy. If you're building an app, and you basically want to uh, grab uh, data off of the blockchain and display it in your app or power something for your app, you can use the graph to do that in a fast, efficient, and cost-effective way. Right now, folks, uh, if they want to access blockchain data, they may have to run their own indexer, have their own data team. That's really time-consuming. That's not exactly cost-efficient. You could use the graph. Uh, if you're building on Ethereum, you could use the graph network. Uh, and access your data in a decentralized way. We have a beautiful data economy of indexers, curators, and delegators, and essentially uh, a set of open APIs, open source APIs called subgraphs. They're effectively a set of instructions of what kind of data do you want off of the blockchain, how do you want it organized, how do you want to store it to be queried later, and yeah, you just uh, submit a query using GraphQL, uh, you pay query fees through GRT and access to your data super quickly, super efficiently, and uh, you can build a snappy app using it. So what are some of the integrations people can find today with uh, using the graph? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Uniswap is using the graph, Livepeer, uh, Audius, uh, Nifty League, um, Proof of Humanity by Claro's team, yeah. A lot of uh, just go on Graph Explorer. You can check out the subgraphs. You'll recognize a couple of them, and uh, yeah, Uma Protocol is another one. And yeah, just learn about how folks are using the graph. So East Denver, I mean, this is a vibe. It's busy. It's the first time in a long time that people are meeting up in person. What are some of your takeaways? You know, what's your experience been so far at East Denver? Uh, it's been amazing. It's really so heartwarming when you have that aha moment. Somebody stops by the graph booth and is working on an, on a decentralized application, uh, working on a Web3 solution, and they really need to access data. And somebody told me this morning that uh, they've been looking for something like the graph, and they weren't sure all morning if they could build their application. They learned about the graph, and now they can't wait to get started building. So it's it really warms my heart. That's amazing. So. Anybody that wants to connect with the Graph, learn more, connect with your community, how do they do that? Yeah, absolutely. If you head over to thegraph.com and scroll to the bottom, uh, you can access our Discord, Telegram, follow us on Twitter, at Graph Protocol. And yeah, just learn more. Awesome. Thank you so, so for your time. Of course. Pleasure. Thank you.
Okay, uh, we are um, a company that empowers DAO through uh, tooling, like DAO tooling. Uh, now we are um, providing a voting tool for DAOs to organize their governance. Uh, in Tally, uh, it is like a DAO dashboard. You can, if you are a DAO, you can integrate your project in our side and you um, can vote on proposals, delegate the power of the members, and also uh, create proposal with a uh, like a no-code solution that we have launched, uh, I think, last week. Uh, so, apart of that, uh, apart of being a voting tool, uh, we are a team that are looking for pain points and needs in the DAOs and get innovative solutions and easy-to-use tools to like provide the DAOs a way of manage their members, manage their, their decisions and at least like the communities are, are confirmed by people so our mission is also to give that people transparency and if you are a member of the DAO, uh, be aware of what your DAO is doing, what the proposals are, uh, and also be more involved and motivate people to be more involved. Uh, so yeah, that's that we we are. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean one of the one of the more important things in DAOs, in my opinion, is governance. And governance, you know, I think is really a wonderful word, but it's really difficult to activate people to actually vote, right? So what are you hearing here from people as they're coming in? They want to learn about Tally. Maybe they've voted before, maybe they don't. Like, what's the, what's the vibe? I mean, uh, we know like gas fees are a really big uh, pain point in in because we we do um, on chain voting and we know that it is is expensive. But now, so we identify that pain point and now we are supporting Polygon and we are like trying to figure out uh, what is the voting uh, in L2 uh, going to be, because we know that. And also, we we think that uh, DAO is the future of organizations, so we are, we want to like motivate people. But yes, I think layer two is it, going to be fine to like also motivate, but also uh, avoid this super expensive gas fees. Uh, and also uh, with L2, more people can make a proposal because now it's like maybe the core team of, of the organizations so or the people that have more voting power are like uh, taking decisions. So the idea is to uh, make all the people can participate and delegate the power and organize each other to like delegate the power for to a anyone and like be more part of and involved in the decisions. Yeah, that's wonderful. So. If there's like one takeaway so far from this week, weekend of East Denver, what are you walking away with? Uh, a takeaway? Yeah. Um, I think I see a lot of people like looking for their purpose in the space and that's, that's make me feel like super uh, happy because the people is not just building things, they are looking for a purpose uh, to make the space feel like more real you know like it's actually real it's not like the future is now uh, so we're here so uh see the people looking for a purpose and a real cause to be here i think it's the best uh, outcome for the the conference uh, i mean that was amazing so for anybody that doesn't know about tally they want to connect with the project they want to find you they want to speak to you how do we do that 
Um, we have like our site is with tally.com. Uh, they can uh, enter to our Discord. We have like a really good support there or also follow us in, in, in Twitter that it's both with Tali. Um, and yeah, we will so glad to like uh, answer all their questions. Um, and me, I am product designer on Tali, so uh, we are looking for designers too. So let's connect and yeah. Uh, happy to help in everything you want. All right, that was wonderful. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Super, super uh, uh, grateful for the interview. So I hope you understand what Tali does. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, bye. All right, and we're at the Rarible table now. I mean, y'all are rock stars. Like, I think you, everybody knows what Rarible is. But for those of us who don't, can you give us an introduction about what is Rarible and what y'all are doing? Yeah, well, Rarible.com is an NFT marketplace, um, and we're here at the booth uh, representing Rarible Protocol, which is actually the infrastructure layer below that powers the marketplace. There's about 15, 20 different applications currently using the protocol. Um, any application that might want to buy, allow buying and selling of NFTs in their app directly, they, they would use the protocol for that. Oh, cool. So you built the infrastructure, and now you're opening that up for other projects. Uh, so aside from NFT marketplaces, like what kind of interest have you seen for potentially using that too? Uh, games, wallets, storefronts, anywhere where you might want to buy or sell NFTs. So. Okay, cool. So what's been the experience so far just being a part of ETH Denver? It's been great, yeah. A lot of familiar faces and, uh, you know, just hanging out, working on cool projects, a lot of great ideas, great talks. Yeah, it's been cool. I mean, NFTs kind of took over the airwaves for a long time, still do. Like, what do you think is happening with NFTs into the future? Like, any predictions? They don't have to be right. We're not holding you accountable to that. Hopefully less hype, more utility. Yeah. Cool. Anybody that wants to connect with y'all, how do we do it? Um, well, Rarible Protocol, uh, you, can, you can find that project at rarible.org um, and find the Discord. And uh, we also have a experimental DAO building NFT stuff called Playgrounds. It's playgrounds.wtf if you're interested in DAOs and uh, experimenting with NFTs and you're interested in building stuff. I like that. That's, that's actually something that I don't think I've heard at all walking around here. So what's, what's the interest on that so far? Like, are people like really hungry for something like that? Or it's like so emergent that they're like, wait, I didn't even think that that could be possible. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people interested in DAOs. So, you know, we, Playgrounds is a place for builders to experiment, connect, create a community around uh, just building cool NFT stuff. And um, so, yeah, there's definitely a lot of interest in just having fun and, and creating that kind of community. Cool, man. Well, thank you for your time. I think everybody knows who, what MetaMask is. So can you give us an introduction in case anybody in the audience doesn't know what it is? Sure. So MetaMask, the best way to probably think about it is MetaMask is a browser for Web3. But Web3 is different from Web2. In order to navigate things on Web3, you need to have an identity. So MetaMask is a wallet in the sense that it is also a permissions controller. It's your identity on Web3, okay? So with MetaMask, you are in charge of your assets on the blockchain. They are secured using your, um, your secret recovery phrase. Um, and that's the wallet function of MetaMask. Uh, but MetaMask basically was one of the first wallets out there and it sort of became an industry standard. People have built a lot of their decentralized apps on MetaMask. And so um, 
uh, most Web3 dApps that you're trying to interact with, they'll work really well with MetaMask because a lot of people have used our APIs to program their app 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 bleh, applications on top of. Um, so that's what MetaMask is. We are a wallet. We are a way of interacting with Web3. Uh, we're constantly working on building new features, but in opposition or in contrast to a lot of other wallets, MetaMask walks a middle road. We're always going to be um, uh, making sure that users understand to the best that we can what they're doing. We try to explain Web3 to them, but we're not going to dumb things down in the sense that you can always, if there's, if there's a, an option for you to configure things on your own, you can always click through to the other menu and configure it. So with MetaMask, you're always in control. So what are the, some of the fun stuff that you've been seeing happening here at East Denver that people are like, oh, we want to use MetaMask? Like, what, what's, what's that kind of vibe coming in? So when I'm talking to developers, um, one of the things that I've been talking to them about and that people are excited about is a new feature that we just rolled out called MetaMask Snaps. So MetaMask Snaps takes advantage of a new distribution of MetaMask called Flask. Basically, this is a developer tool that allows people to, for example, bring use MetaMask to sign transactions on chains that are not Ethereum compatible. So the first thing that we rolled out with this was a Filecoin snap. So you can transact on Filecoin using a MetaMask or an Ethereum compatible secret recovery phrase, which is really cool. So basically, part of our roadmap moving forward is MetaMask is going to become a truly chain agnostic tool, but not driven by us. It's the community that can drive it. Well, that's cool. So what, what's uh, like some of the excitement here in East Denver? Like what's, what are some of those takeaways that you're taking from uh, this event? Because it is pretty big. It's, this has been crazy. So um, I have loved being around this environment, the, the builder and the developer environment of Web3 um, as a whole, Ethereum, of course, but, but all the other chains as well. Um, it's, this has really reminded me of why I got into this space in the first place. Like, I was walking upstairs in, the, in some of the art rooms, and I was with a coworker who's not from tech, who's, who's not from Web3, um, but she's come in during last year. And, uh, and like, there's this great music going on, there's these women dancing around with flags, and it was this whole vibe, and I looked at her and I said, listen, this is not a normal tech conference thing. So, um, it, it's, it's, it's difficult to sum up the vibe, but it's, it's great to be here, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we're getting back into it. You know, one of the things that I've, I've heard people talk about is that East Denver's becoming a festival. And I think that's because of the culture. The culture's becoming this really rich and diverse space. Yeah, uh, more and more. Um, I mean, that's that's one of the unique things about this, right? Is like, we're, this isn't tech that's being built by some corporation to extract value from users and pass it on to shareholders. Uh, you know, one of the, uh, there's a sticker that Gitcoin has that I grabbed because it says, Ethereum was not built to make you rich, Ethereum was built to make you free. And that, that's what it's about. I love it. So where can people go and start using MetaMask? Sure. Um, so we have, you can use MetaMask in a couple different ways. MetaMask.io is the website. Um, uh, there's also a mobile app on both Android and iOS. Um, uh, you can download, so MetaMask, the way it works is it's an extension in your browser. Um, you can use it on Edge, Firefox, Chrome, Chromium, um, and I think it works on Opera. Uh, um, so it's an extension, um, and you create a secret recovery phrase, and you back up your secret recovery phrase in a secure, physical location, not on a cloud, on a piece of paper, on a piece of metal, on a piece of wood, locked up somewhere, because that is the key to your funds and your identity on Web3. So once you have your secret recovery phrase backed up, 
Um, you can uninstall the application, reinstall the application, install it on a different device using that secret recovery phrase. Um, you never share that secret recovery phrase with anyone because if they have that, they have your account, they have your coins. And as long as you've got that safe, you can feel pretty secure in navigating Web3 and, um, and, and experiencing the cool dApps that are out there. Video games are exploding right now on Web3. There's DeFi if you want to uh, you know, do crazy money stuff. Um, there's no end to it. And that's a wrap. I truly hope you enjoyed these candid conversations from Meath Denver. The projects featured in this episode are Hopi, a designer customizing shoes, Metafactory, DeFi Saver, Coordinate, Tableland, My Ether Wallet, Covalent, The Graph, Tally, Rarible Protocol, Playgrounds, and MetaMask. If you'd like to learn more about each of these, please see the show notes. And to learn more about ETH Denver, please go to ethdenver.com and on Twitter at Ethereum Denver. Thanks for listening to Crypto Sapiens. Please give us a follow, like, and a five star review wherever you enjoy your podcasts. And stay tuned for our next discussion.